physicality. Who's bouncing titties on the sound wave? Welcome to another episode of Afro Puffs and Bubblegum. Yeah. <laughs> and I got got my two lovely hostess, Tiffany. What's up? And Brit Brad. Brittany. Hola. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Como estás hoy? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, <laughs> not me. <laughs> All right, so of course, with a podcast of three badass chicks, of course, we're going to end up talking about female characters, or at least trying to find the right narrative for someone. So, literally speaking, there isn't a definition for a strong character. There's a protagonist, the main character, who essentially creates and pushes the plot in action. And then you have the antagonist who makes their lives a living hell. And we also have foils, who are typically secondary contrasting characters to separate from the other protagonists and enhance their qualities. So, ladies, how would you define a strong female character? And what body of work exemplifies that meaning? So, I believe that a strong female character is one that has clearly defined goals, clearly defined ambitions, and they serve herself. They don't serve, like, she isn't there just to enhance the story of a male character. She is there to pretty much handle her business and be about what she's about. And it just so happens that she, her goals and everything li- may line up with the main characters, which is why she's in the story in the first place. Or they can be in direct conflict with them. So immediately, and I guess it's because she's popped up a lot recently in media, when oh. I think of a strong female character... The first one that popped in my head immediately was Azula from Avatar The Last Airbender. And she's not only just strong as a character, she's also a very well-written literary piece because they just they just treated her like a person. I think a lot of um a lot of people when they try to write a strong female character, they try to bank too hard on her femaleness mm. or they and uh, they don't write her as a person so like you have people who will say even like very famous content creators and they'll be like well i just don't know how to write women and i'm like how do you not know how to write women just write a person and she just happened to be a woman <laughs> right <laughs> write a character yeah, at tits later or you know <laughs> as gender later you know that's yeah. all you need. <laughs> just, add, just add water and woman. <laughs> right. I mean, a good example of 
how well that works is I don't know if you remember the movie Saul with um yes Angelina Jolie. That was a solid action movie. That was a really great movie. You know that movie was written for Tom Cruise. Oh, he had a scheduling conflict, and so Angelina Jolie got the movie lead, and it worked because they took a role for a guy. Because they don't know how to write just neutral gendered characters. They took a role for a guy, threw a woman in there, and it worked. And I'm not saying women have to be these automatic tough guys. You can be a strong female character and still have your femininity. But that was just the first example, the first strong example that popped into mind. Damn, that was better use it so well. <laughs> I think she's just been she's been on social media a lot. Yeah, lately. a lot. Yeah. Um, I would say. I mean, I guess to go along with like the Avatar universe. Um, I would say Korra. I thought Korra was a strong female character, and um, like, I don't know. I I think that. I like that she was aggressive, like Azula, but she also had moments of like uh, that she was really sensitive and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Tiffany, it's just like having them just be a person and exploring all of their emotions, not just having it just be like one. This is just a sexy girl, or this is just the the mean girl, and just having them explore all their emotions because we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say Cora is a strong female character, and I liked her a lot because um, she was also naive. Like to be super duper strong, she was also very young, and to explore like women, um, not always making the most mature decisions like they always try to put like girls are than guys and it's like that's not always the case we're still learning and figuring out our shit too so i i we're would just not allowed that. to be immature exactly. exactly so yeah i would definitely say cora is a strong female character you know who i thought you were gonna say when you said that you were staying within the avatar universe katara uh, I would actually immediately thought Toph. Ah, uh, yeah, I like Toph a lot. You know, Avatar just had, like, a lot of really strong female characters. Like, there's just overall very well written, because there was Toph, there was Mai, and I liked mm-hmm. how, like, Mai was just kind of, she was gloomy, but she wasn't just the gloomy goth girl who mm-hmm. threw needles and knives. And then, I can't <laughs> think of her name, but the, um, acrobat. Tylee. Tylee. Oh my god, I loved her. Because she had, like, she had the bubbly nature of bubbles from Powerpuff Girls, and yet she was just as deadly as Maya and Azula. But Mm -hmm. not with her bending abilities, with her physical capabilities. I mean, she made uh, Sokka go limp in three seconds. (laughs) Yes, she did. (laughs) Which actually carried on into because they um, hinted that the oh man, what was those people called? Yeah, that she tossed the Kyoshi warriors. Yeah, and they she were cheap blocking. Mm-hmm, cheap blocking, and they used that in Coral, and I was like, oh my god, that was from um, Ty. What's her name? Tylee. Tylee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I would consider my maid 
strong character? Because I would think for me to be a strong character, male or female, I think you need to be a fully realized person. You don't feel like she was a fully realized person in the show? I mean, I think she was just a stand-in. So she seems so one-dimensional. She's just a big gray of blah. (laughs) How Zuko called and that's pretty much all she was. To the point, I don't even know what the point she was there. You were just there to be Azula Henchman and to let Zuko go. You did. Well, she really... did turn her back on Azula. Azula. Yeah, she just, did. Just to let Zuko go. That was her only she purpose. She chose her man. <laughs> yeah, a man who ended up not being with her later. As in, like she was just there to let Zuko go. Other than that, I don't think she was that fully realized dimensional person because it's not about her. So unfortunately, if you're a side character, you might not be as well-rounded and fleshed out to be yeah, a quote-unquote okay. strong character. I she might be that. strong in strength, but she's not strong when it comes to a complex, fully realized person. There's a lot of characters in Avatar. I mean, it I is. I mm-hmm. kind of give it a pass on that just because like, I ain't nobody trying to learn Maya's backstory. <laughs> like, right! That. <laughs> but that's usually like, my that's usually my problem when it comes to just female characters. Sometimes they feel like they're just stand-ins. So you don't oh. get a full, complex individual. You're just okay. there to play this yeah. role, to hit these beats, and then you're gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel you. I see that. Yeah, yeah I see I that with mine. So that's why I'm like, oh, how we could define a strong female character? You could have a strong, swole-ass character kick ass, but you're just flat. There's nothing else to you other than your actual physical strength. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you just reminded me of that stinking anime. Is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon? First of all, that title is trash. That's why I'm like, you watched it? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I couldn't it's... even click on it. Well, okay, so I I, don't, I had heard people reference it before, and it's from that age in anime where they all had, like, super long names. Like, one that's really funny, it's a cringe anime, it's called, um, everyone calls it Watamote, but the name, it's, they super shorten the name. The full name is, like, no matter what happens, it's your fault I'm not popular, or something like that. Wow. And it's, yeah, it's really funny, but, so, it came out around that time, and, um, I say, I... I highly do not recommend that anime because it got <laughs> it just got so racist. Oh, in the second se- in the second season, and in the fam- in the familia that was nothing but all black women who were all prostitutes. Um, the strongest human that was the captain directly under the goddess Ishtar. She um she was a giant toad, but she was a black woman, but she was a toad. And mm. I'm like, this is... Nah, I ain't feeling that. And she was like, she like destroyed, and of course, Ishtar is a is a love, sex, war goddess. So, and that's why they were all prostitutes, which I think still should have been written better. But, um, she, she was, a, she destroyed the men that she had sex with. Like, literally, she was like, oh yeah, you love my, you love my loving. And it showed like a clip of like one of the men like after she or while she was playing with him and he was just in chains covered in blood and I'm just like really? This is the strongest black woman under this black goddess and this family full of and this familia this kind of warring RPG unit 
of black women. This is the strongest one. I was like, isn't Naruto calling her? I'm pretty sure Jiraiya or Naruto just summoned her. Like, I was... Mm. <laughs> that... Uh. So anyone listening, do not watch Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon because the first season seems okay, but the sex season, I mean, the second season is just terrible. <laughs> the sex season. It was a sex season. It took place in the, it took place in the pleasure quarter. There was an innocent, pa- pasty blonde character who mm. was being held by the mean old black lady prostitutes. We're not going to go oh, no. into it. I'm good. Don't uh, watch. Don't watch uh, it. Because I didn't yeah. even finish it. I got so mad. I turned it off. I gotta remember to dislike it in my Hulu. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <sighs> That's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Hard, <laughs> it's like, hard no. <laughs> like, I already have to stop. I have to watch Little Fires Everywhere in Pieces because it was just oversaturated with white privilege that I can't digest it. So I refuse to consume shit that's going to grate my soul. Mm-hmm. I sat there hoping it would get better because the action scenes were, like, pretty dope. But it was trash. It was trash. I just, I, I, I couldn't. And I was so mad Shamari just turned on another anime. Because it's kind of in the same vein of Sword Art Online where, like, um, people are living these RPG lives. Now, the dungeon one is different because that's actually, like, the life they live. But he had turned on another show where it was like people got trapped in the RPG and uh, again, um, it's called <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, and I'm what's bad. funny is they're very aware of the fact that it's a trope. But speaking of I'm tropes, ma- oh wait, I'm go ahead. Speaking yeah. of tropes, <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of tropes, we're talking about strong female characters and whatnot. <laughs> and then I guess. Um, Trope explained by Tape was able to categorize them in different archetypes. Starting with the cool girl trope, which kind of makes sense with all the gatekeeping shit that's been going on. Because you would think that the weebs will appreciate a girl that likes anime, hence the cool girl, who's pretty much one of the guys while reflecting the male character's interests. So she's like the ultimate fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in other words, um, that oh why did her name leave my mind? But her first name is Megan. But basically, the actress in the first Megan Transformers, Fox. huh? Megan Fox. Megan yeah. Fox, essentially yeah. Megan Fox in Transformers. Like who fixes a car with their back arched like that? <laughs> Even when I watched it for the first, it looks very uncomfortable the way she's like arching her back and like trying to fix it it just seemed unnatural and i was younger then i was just like that all seemed right Right. but now i know what it was for right that's like that's like fan service for guys the cool girl (laughs) yes But, but the thing about the cool girl is that like she's not she's not attractive because she's a woman she's a attractive because she's a reflection of what men think they are and what they like mm-hmm. so let's be real if a guy meets a cool girl or a girl in this trope of the cool girl and she outmatches his knowledge and an interest well now she's a threat and he lost interest mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm 
I would say from personal experience, like this was probably the trope that I that hit close to close to home for me was because like when I was in college and I was like partying a lot with like different people and guys and so like when guys would come up to me start talking about different stuff and like talk about video games or anime and stuff like that like, wow you know all of this stuff that's so cool but as soon as I dive deeper into my anime knowledge the whole like vibe of the conversation starts to change yes like whoa you actually you in this shit like you like this shit a lot like this is not oh yeah i dabble in anime no nigga i fucks with anime hard and then it's usually when that's the conversations start to die and they want to go like talk about something else or make it sexual or something like that so i was so confused for a long time in my early 20s i was just like i don't know how much to talk about with men like because it's like they liked me because i was cool but when i got too cool for them then it became an issue or they was just like oh well, i don't want to talk about that with you or let's talk about something else it, Let's talk about sex, baby. Basically. It's as if the cool girl has limitations. Like, you're a girl to the extent of the man. As in, he's going to validate that you the cool girl. But once you start being anything outside of that cool girl, it's like, wait a minute, honey. You know your place. (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's why I find that shit. I was saying, because now you're challenging his identity of what cool is and how he defines himself as being cool. Mm-hmm. When the whole essence of being cool girl is you the one to being de- defined. Mm-hmm. You're validating his interests. Right. That's, right. <laughs> that's your only role. That's why he, if like when Megan Thee Stallion really started popping about liking anime, it's like she is the cool girl trope. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you get that cool girl trope? You start gatekeeping start want to criticize and analyze is she really down i'm like but this ain't what y'all want don't y'all want right. that shit <laughs> right she's fine as hell she got a poppin' career and she likes anna but y'all i'm with her like come on she is literally everything men say they want she's mm-hmm. nerdy she's gorgeous to boot She's got her own money, and she's comfortable with her sexuality. Mm-hmm. What's no, the problem? It's still an issue. Oh, it's still an issue because she's doing it for herself, and she's not doing it for a man. Mm-hmm. Because they, they'll be quick to be like, oh, that girl's a fake gamer girl if she's posted up like a suicide girl holding a controller in the mouth and the bra and some panties with anime socks. But then when she started whooping that tail in Street Fighter, oh, now it's a problem, you know? Right, yep. I don't get, what's with this whole fake gamer nerd girl? What did that shit even come up with? Like, I don't understand. It's a form of gatekeeping, and I really want to delve into this topic, but I think it's, we should probably save it for when we talk about the wild Jamal Chans. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's a part of it. That That's a part of it. It it started off with the whole... It's really started off in, um, in white society. I noticed a lot. Um, a lot of non-people of color, a lot of white people, 
especially the men, they started getting a little more vocal about their nerddom. And as soon as women, white women, white girls were like, oh, so now it's okay to be a nerd. So let me be a nerd too. Boy, they lay us to smack us down real quick. They're like, no, you can't do that. And it was just like, (laughs) and so you said what? I said the sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) But like, and now in the black community, because you know, in the black community, we just, we, we make everything better, but um, for better or worse. But then it kind of picked up and changed. I mean, we always had our own version of it, but like, nerddom is something that's universal, and so therefore it's kind of a hate spread, but mm-hmm. we'll dive into that in another episode. Y'all keep listening, okay? <laughs> um... But talking about nerdum, it's like we, it's as if, I guess, women in general, not just exclusively black women, but hell, it's happened to us a lot. It's as if we can only be like one type. You can only be the cool girl. You can't be a cool girl and a smart girl. Because right. now you're crossing yeah. boundaries because you only supposed to be ornamental. Because Megan the Stallion is also a smart girl. Like, I yeah. think she t- mentioned that in her orbit, there were people telling her, don't talk about that you're in school. Don't talk about that you're in college. As if you're only supposed to be a sex symbol in an R&B world. Not R&B, rap world. Mm-hmm. That's it. You can't yeah. be telling people that you're also going to school. And she's like, why the fuck not? Right. <laughs> she's like, I'm life. the full why package. Hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, and that's um, the other trope. The smart girls. As if you only, could, you only can be like this one entity. And you have to fit in that status quo. Yeah. Especially when it and when it comes to characters, I think it's even I guess back in the day, I guess it's I guess it's really one dimensional. Cause like Velma, she was just that it. She was just always that nerdy smart girl. Mm-hmm. I think they tried it in like that live action Scooby Doo movie when she had her own sexy moment. And I'm like, Okay, Velma. I yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, my gaydar just She's smart is she sexy? Okay, yeah. Like, Okay, Like if you use a glass of water, I'll drink it. Okay. (laughs) But I think with the smart girl trip, like it's 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 an old one because what was it recess? There's Gretchen who's like that. Power Rangers. It was Trainee for the long for a second. I could only remember the actress's name. I couldn't think of her uh, the actual character's name, but. Yeah, like you just you, the smart girl is never some seen as somebody who's dimensional, like the multifaceted. Mm-hmm. It's hi, I'm smart. I sound like a thesaurus when I speak. I have no sex appeal, and here are these glasses that I'm wearing that make me look like a bug. <laughs> Ooh, that makes me wonder: is Hermione Granger multidimensional, or she's just a smart girl, just a badass smart girl? I thought like she's over multi-dimensional. Time she became, yeah, but multi-dimensional. Let's be real. There are not the characters in Harry Potter in general are not that multi-dimensional. Because right. if you go back and read it, Harry's pretty stupid. <laughs> Ron, I don't know what Ron's doing. He's just spinning in circles in the corner the whole time. Hermione's like, <laughs> "You boys are ridiculous. Get your crap together so we she's can go." Literally, one of the best characters in Harry Potter. Hands yeah. Down. <clears throat> yeah well I think that's because she was the one that the um author connected with most J.K. Rowling 
talked about the importance of that character to her and she wanted to and the reason why Hermione has her name is because Hermione is a really old name so Mm -hmm. she wanted to take an old name something that people wouldn't use that um could be seen as boring or make her seem the possible object of bullying and then slap it together with all the pieces of Hermione that she bonded with as a creator so, so that's probably why Hermione, even though she does have a leg in the smart girl trope, that's why she doesn't, she's not, I don't characterize her there, and why she's also um a bit more fleshed out than the rest. Also, Hermione did have a moment where she, she had a couple of moments where they talked about how she looked. Um, One was when one of the Slytherin girls had played a prank on her and grew her front teeth because you remember she had big teeth. But then when she went to the nurse's office, Madame Pomfrey, she let Madame Pomfrey shrink them a little smaller than usual because her parents were dentists and they didn't see anything wrong with her teeth. And then um, at the Yule Ball, someone violated the stay-at-home order. Y'all need to stay in the house? Six feet? (laughs) Wait, you're asking us? I I don't know. I just heard a siren. So oh, talking mess. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, <laughs> stay inside." Mm-hmm. Mayor Lightfoot is not playing with y'all. <laughs> no, she ain't playing at all, y'all. That's Stay your ass in the house. <laughs> but we gonna uh, be in timeout forever. <laughs> I'm telling you. But um. They also talked about her looks and her having, being more than just a brain with the Yule Ball, and she went to the Yule Ball with Victor Crumb, and Ron was acting out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Ron and I Harry, so it. much so that their dates left them. They're like, y'all stupid. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to dance or not? Out. She's like, fuck this shit. That was exactly <laughs> what she said. She was like, so? Are we going to dance or not? And he was like, when Ron was like, what? Ugh. <laughs> and she was like you and walked off damn right but it's it's so demeaning just thinking about the smart girl trope because it automatically assumes that like girls in general just women in general just can't be as smart can't be smart can't be as smart as men because mm. The smart girl trope is very... It's only for, like, academically smart women. You're right. It's not, yeah. like, someone who's street smart. It's not somebody who's yeah. emotionally intelligent. It's not even set for homemakers. It's literally, how smart do I see you in comparison to myself? And then she's... I don't even want to say she's a threat, but she's just dismissed. And, Brittany, you said you connected to the cruel girl trope. I had some of that, but I mostly kind of felt like I was treated like the smart girl trope. Because I always read. Always. I... Same. I I was just going to add on to that because I was connected to the cool girl trope in college, but all through, like, primary and uh, middle school, it was the smart girl trope. So I was just like, I had kind of switched, you know, during that time. But, yeah, for a majority of my school life, it was the smart girl. Somebody told me in high school, oh, I sat next to you because you had glasses. 
and I knew you look smart. How what? do I look smart? <laughs> like I got that too. I have glasses. That remind me of the character in the Sashmation classroom. He had glasses, he's looking all smart. Yeah, that's him, but he's dumb. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, I forgot who that was. Yeah. He's a dumb man. <laughs> too. I wanted to look at him and be like, oh, yo, I don't know what the fuck is going on either in pre calc. I don't know. You better sit by somebody else. Like, we're both going to be clueless. <laughs> right. Hell, if you copy me. I remember, and this just shows you how long people hold on to petty stuff. Um, I, when I was working in the restaurant, um, I, one of the girls who used to bully me when I was younger got the job at the, at the restaurant I was working at. And, um, we had actually, you know, I'm mature enough. I'm not going to be like, hey, whatever. I was hoping she was mature enough. And for the most part she was, but we don't talk anymore because she, she just awesome. She's just messy, and I don't have the time. But anyway, um, she would tell people how we went to school together, and how she used to get mad and want to fight me because I wouldn't let her cheat and copy off of my homework. Bitch, bye. Which I'll meet right, up. right. Yes, I wouldn't even tell that story as a full adult, like as a fully right. fledged adult. Well, well, not full. I'm not gonna say fully but fledged, but early twenties. Yes, right. Yeah, no. If you really mad that adult be holding this against me, <laughs> right? Well, she said it like it was a joke, but like at the same time, I'm like, wow, really? You mad because I wouldn't let you profit off of my hard work? If you really thought I was that smart and you really thought I was going to help you, then maybe you should have been like, hey, can you help me out? Can you teach me this? be nicer? Yeah. Hello? Because, oh, she was so (laughs) mean to me when I was, when we were kids. Just downright nasty. Because, but because I was smart. And that was, that was their reasoning. They would be like. The girls being mad to the smart girls. I hate to say it like that, but it came across that way. Because they were like, oh, well, you, you got smart mouth and you always reading and you always and i'm like if you mad i'm reading pick up a book read a i book, never understood that insult you always book. read it what's the problem i'm not bothering you so right i'm minding my own business i am engrossed in this world so like what is what's the issue or unless you, know you are an animorph is. transforming into an animal to defeat the yerk invasion to earth <laughs> You Man, need to I leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that series was so dark. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, this series is really messed up. You know the worst child part? Soldiers. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I'll just pick my favorite animals. Like, fuck the order. I want the one with the dolphin. I want the one with the, <laughs> the dolphin. one was good. I remember that one. I'm like, I'm going to pick my favorite animals. I understand this is a series and all, but I want the good shit. Ooh, let me get this one with the horsey. <laughs> the one with the tiger was really funny. That was a good one. Um, and the one with the cow. Animorphs. Oh, I didn't I didn't read that one. It was, it was a series, too, it was for a short bit. Not for a short bit. There's like um, 60. No, I mean, as in like um, on Nickelodeon. It was a TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know the actor who played uh, Jake? He was Iceman in the X-Men movies. Mm. I used to have like a minor crush on him, so that's why I remember him. I was like, that's oh, boy! Well, you know, his face ain't changed. But, I, but um, yeah, I had gotten to the series because I saw the girl, the second book is Rachel, who's Jake's cousin. She's transforming into a cat, and I was always a cat lady. Like, I've always been a cat lady. Don't know why. 
But um, I bought that book first, and then I was like, oh, the one where the boy's turning into a lizard, that's book one. I need to go back and read that, and then read book two. So I think I read two, then I read one, then I read two again, and went through the series. And I think I read up to 50, and then they would have, like, little side stories that were also, like, backstories in some cases, and I read most of those. It was it was yeah, really good. It was deep. It was, deep. It was like it was literally children were fighting off an alien invasion that had already started on Earth by transforming into animals. Yeah, it gets it violent. Was fun. It was a fun childhood. It's like animals, goosebumps. It was mm-hmm. a fun time. I wasn't even allowed <laughs> to watch Goosebumps. I read I, the books. I, 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 I wasn't allowed to read them. I although I will now that I'm grown, I'll say this. I, was I did sneak and read the R. L. Stein books because I liked those. They were so well written. They weren't scary. They were just really w- well written, and I liked them. So I would like read them, but I would hide them when I read them. Even down smart girl tropes when it comes to like shows, especially when we were growing up, they're kind of man. But it was fun being a smart girl growing up. It mm-hmm. was. Because we'll get, uh, it's weird, I don't know, it seemed like that was like the one healthy space where girls can get, be competitive, because mm-hmm. in most of my accelerate class, it was mainly girls, so we were like yeah. trying to get the top yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah, we were. That is so true. That is true. Especially at high school, we have rank numbers, and we like, what number are you? I'm 10, I'm 9. I'm like, okay, bitch, but you ain't gonna hold that spot for long. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember asking, like, my, my friends back at elementary school i was like what uh reading level are you now right when they was not because i was always maybe two grades ahead i would say maybe one or two grades ahead and they're like oh if we're in the sixth grade yeah i'm like you know 7.2 and i'm like how about 8.3 right (laughs) girl i was feeling i was feeling myself because i was usually and now i feel bad because i feel like we're competing I'm not trying to compete with you, but I usually was at like three up, three over. But again, I would have you know those little backpack purses that were, well now they're coming back in style. But like I had a Lisa Frank one, and I would keep three books in there at a time: the book I was reading, the next book, and then the book I was going to read if I finished the first two in one day, which happened a lot. <laughs> so like. When we had, I don't know if you remember Accelerated Reader, and you would uh-huh. read, and you would get the, you had to get points, and you would get the um pizza party, or you get the yep. pizzas and stuff. I would yes. get every pizza party. <laughs> I was too. There was a couple of times I carried my class because they would be oh. like Tiffany, what? Yes, Tiffany got nineteen. Tiffany got twenty five. Tiffany got thirty points this yes. uh, quarter. Keep Thinking about up. this. Oh, Think about this. If we was at Hogwarts, I think we'd get Hermione run for her money. Like, bitch. Oh, I know. I would have. Top witch. I would have. Uh-huh. I'm I like, been... you ain't gonna be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you thought. You have these right? two black girls just behind her as all her Like, oh, we up mm-hmm. here, nigga. Nah, nah, nah. We been, need to make that into moved. a series. We need to just, <laughs> just the three of us as, like, Hogwarts characters, all from our prospective houses. I'm the only one that's, like, in the same house as Hermione. And we like, mm. Okay, she thinks she got this. All right, right. she thinks she's Look, smart. You, won't be, you ain't the only one raising your hand. Right. I know the answer to Snape. <laughs> we know Snape ain't calling. 20 points. 
<laughs> well, like, y'all, Ravenclaw and uh, Slytherin definitely would have got them points. You know he ain't like Gryffindor, so me and Hermione, <laughs> you ain't been wrestling, smacking each other's hands, just like to get not noticed. <laughs> I would have been picked. <laughs> right, I would have stood up, Professor. It's Wormswort, and I know you see me. <laughs> It is Wolfsbane. You can't, be, you can't be in the class with us because me and Brittany like, why she so damn loud? That's why she ain't got no points. <laughs> right <laughs> down, Tiffany. They wasn't, he would have been like 50 points from Gryffindor, Gryffindor. And I'd be like, we can box now. I'll fix your nose for you. I don't care. <laughs> it can be whatever. <laughs> and then I'd be like, there go Gryffindor. Thinking they can solve their problems. Thinking they the main character. I'm the main character in my own book series. You could be the main character in yours, but in mine, I am the MC baby. Like, her angry ass scooting around with her scooters. Why you ain't getting no point? Shoot, I'd be flying on my fireboat side saddle like a lady, but like, mm, what y'all know? <laughs> oh, gosh. Anytime I think about it, I'm like, damn, there's nobody really competing with Hermione. Like, man, she'd have got dusted if she was in my school. Right. Nobody. <laughs> nobody competed with Hermione. Like, Just come because on. I like competition, I would have been like, oh, okay. So she thinks she got this on lock. All right. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long I've been like this, but I remember distinctively in seventh grade in social studies, there's this boy named Andy, and I'm Andrea. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. But our teacher thought it was cute for have us sitting next to each other. Mm-mm. But this nigga always get mad because I'll get a higher grade than him. So he thought it was a competition. I'm like, bitch, you already lost, though. <laughs> <laughs> you lost. Sweetheart, you have to get on my level first. first. I, I, I didn't say it like that, but I'm looking at him like, <laughs> I got Catch up. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So being a smart girl was fun as fuck. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. I enjoyed being a smart girl. Y'all ever like somebody tried to come and mess with you, and you roasted them, and they walked off because they didn't understand how you roasted them? Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think I ever got that. Is that they can't be mad because I got the grade? So you want me to help you or no? Nah? Oh, they don't oh. want to help me. They just wanted to start. They just wanted to make me miserable. So then I'd roast them and then they would feel salty because they didn't understand half of what I said and they'd either want to fight or they'd leave. (laughs) (laughs) I had a lot of people that wanted to fight me, but I never really got, I never got into a fight. It was the weirdest thing. Well, I'm glad you didn't because that's... Me too. I'm not trying to box nobody. The the closest I came to a fight, um, I was in fourth grade and I... I still have to learn how to jump double dutch. Like, I can get it. I just don't have the timing right. I don't no, know. I'm not. I still can't do that shit. I've never been able to do that. that. I'm but ooh, all I think the rest of y'all. I can turn. My mother did teach me that. She's like, right. well, if you can't jump, you gotta at least know how to I ain't double handed. I can right. turn real good for y'all. I'll be the one. I can turn for y'all. I can't jump, but I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn. Yeah, I, I was getting decent a little. I'm like, this broke not even even. Girl, you double-handed. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not even on beat. TikTok, TikTok. Come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But, uh, yes, 
yeah, so I had I had a double dutch rope though. I was bringing it to school because you know at least I could turn. We could play with my friends if we got you know we couldn't do it. We could do single, and I had it braided. And I don't know what this girl did because um, it was right before school, and depending on what grade you were, you lined up on a certain side of the building. We were at the back of the school, but no matter where you are, there's windows so teachers can see you. And I don't remember what this girl said or did. All I remember was I was screaming and swinging this rope around, smacking it on the ground. And mind you, it's braided. It's not just an open rope. It's braided. And, the, and the teacher ran out because that's not who I was. That is, I was completely out of character. The teacher ran out scared. Tiffany, what's going on? What's going on? Tiffany, calm down. Where are you okay? Tiffany, what's going on? And I'm like, this girl's always giving me problems. Like, I was. <laughs> that teacher pulled that little girl into the school because and the little girl who was uh, who I was screaming at she was a bully she used to bully me constantly and I'm like look just leave me alone and I don't know what she said what she did I don't know if I got enough sleep that, that night that was the last <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> whatever well, she said and then I me so, in the like, corner the Ravenclaw Slytherin like look at Tiffany just being angry <laughs> <laughs> you she get the latest Right? Look, look, I'm Hufflepuff till you test me. But I think that little, I think that girl, they had kept her. As soon as she got to school, she had to go inside for like a month for punishment Damn. or something like that. Because, because again, I was a good, I was a very well-behaved, mild-mannered student. So to see me outside screaming, swinging the braided double dutch around and whipping it, it was, it was... A- they knew it was yeah, a problem. That's a concern. <laughs> I could definitely now that I'm on the other side. Like, yeah. So I see the kids. I'm like, okay, this is normally how they are. There's a couple of bookworms I used to work with, and so when things would get intense or heated, I would, you know, I had to judge. I'm like, okay, this girl never had any problems with anybody else. I was like, that means whoever's messing with them is really messing with them you know yeah. like mm-hmm. so you you have to learn how to like know your students and and act accordingly you know yeah so, yeah. yeah as because as a teacher i understand that too because i was a teacher I, I worked with the daycare for a few years and it's it's like that when the quiet mm-hmm. one snaps you gotta figure out who yeah i'm taking the quiet kid side right <laughs> i'm not supposed to but i am Yes, because I was like, sometimes I look at them, I was like, that was me. Like, it was one time, like, sidetrack, sorry, but it was a um, a presentation. They were doing, like, a science project. So this girl that's usually really quiet, she's currently, well, she was reading the Twilight books. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember that stage of my life. Right? So she's reading that. And, like, she's always, her head is always a book. So when she was doing her presentation, she was like, and then you mix the two chemicals, and she's like breathing heavy, sweating, armpits, and I was just looking at her. I was like, yeah, I remember that time, you know, <laughs> stage fright, can't talk in front of people, and I'm just like, you're doing good, like in the corner. I was like, you're fine, and she's just looking at me like for reassurance, and I'm just like, oh, I remember that time. So yeah, you really got to know your kids because. You'll see yourself again. It's so yeah, long. Yeah, you will. Yeah. And I would say I've never had that kind of dynamic in school, as in you minding your own business, might be the smart girl, all girl out and getting bullied because 
ironically enough, because of our accelerated classes, they only have them so many times a day. We're always together. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we weren't really with the other kids. That was like for me, from like middle school to high school. It's to the point that the upperclassmen, not upperclassmen, because we were still. Well, you know what I mean. No, As in, like, the top class, it felt mm-hmm. like we was a student council in anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't really come for us. We run shit. We in a higher class. What? We yeah. in honors. You in that regular class. That is very true. <laughs> it kind of was like that. Honors and AP, like, a badge. I'm like, oh, well, I'm an honors. Oh, and I'm taking AP classes. I'm like, we at AP, honey. Right. <laughs> Baby. What? CP college prep. No, I'm at <laughs> Right now, advanced placement. <laughs> like, I, I, oh my god, in high school especially. But talking about bullies and mean girl trope, they were having um, a whole definition with the take trope explained that mean girls possessed relational aggression, meaning mm-hmm. they will weaponize relationships. And they expanded Rachel Simmons for All Girl Out, we explained that because girls are being pressured to achieve in the same way as boys while not having a platform to do it. Mm. They just take that shit out on each other. Yeah, that's and definitely yeah. a part of it. I would agree <laughs> on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another major um, contributing factor is, you know, one of the things peop- that I hear a lot is that, oh, well, women are, and I'm sure you ladies hear it too, oh, women are mo- so much more emotional than men. And it's not that we're so much more emotional. It's just that we're not allowed to express our emotions the way you do. Because Mm -hmm. men are just as emotional. But they're allowed to cuss. They're allowed to fight. They're allowed to play aggressive sports. They're, you know, allowed to be loud and brazen and bold. Mm -hmm. And they they can do that. But girls, close your legs. It's not ladylike. When you cross your legs, cross them at the ankles. Do you want to be? You don't want to be too loud. Those words aren't ladylike. So you're sitting here and you're feeling these emotions, and you don't have a way to express them mm-hmm. the way men do. And yeah. so when men have problems with each other, they'll go outside, knock each other's teeth out, come back in, and they boys, and they'll be yeah. fine. I don't understand. <laughs> Like, you fought your homie. Like, that bitch did to me. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> but see, this is why, this is why when girls fight, it's, it's for real. Because yeah. men, boys, they fight, it's, it's, they fight as soon as there's an issue and then, and then it's, it's, it's done. Girls, we can't fight because it's not ladylike. So we do mm-hmm. all this passive aggressive, like you said, relational aggression relational aggression and we figuring out how to toy with people how to hit those buttons mm-hmm. how to, while still saying chipper and smiley and sweet the way and lady like the way we're supposed to so if we've sat here and navigated the gender biased behavior that we're supposed to be displaying and you still ain't acting right then that's when women fight mm-hmm. and so that's why when women fight versus when men fight, the outcomes are two totally different. Because of men, it could have just popped off that quick. But with yeah. women, it was it was a build up and a build up and a build up, mm-hmm. and yeah. we couldn't expound upon it. So I think that's a lot of where the mean girl comes from. That and girl, like 
children in general, because I, I, I literally grew up with a mean girl, and I can explain that to you, like a famous mean girl, and I'll go into that later. But, um, like, oh, dang, now I lost my train of thought. Okay, but, pause real ahead. quick, let me go potty. Go okay. <laughs> I understand. Poggy breaks are serious. <laughs> oh, I'm Laura. I'm trying to figure out what I was saying. <laughs> no, you can you can collect your thoughts. I am, but it's not coming to me. Ugh, I don't want to talk too much because I want to save for the podcast. Even though I think it'd be, mm. it's just the issue with me with Mean Girls and media. Like they always so one damn dimension. It's like. You just evil, right? Why are you evil? I mean, every that's what I was gonna say. That reminds me, children. We don't have to. We aren't encouraged to articulate feelings. Okay, there we go. Children, help! Yay! Children and feeling articulation. One part of that is because, especially in the black community, we don't value the emotions and feelings of children. But that's another episode for another day. Girl, I mean, I try to be better. At that, when I was working as a camp counselor, even though I'm only with these kids for a limited time for a summer, right? I can watch them go through the emotional wave, and parents, adults, want them to stop crying, but they could, you know, assimilate, like right. assimilate to this sense of order. Stop crying. I'm like, let these kids feel what they feel for a minute, right? I tell them, like, you still, are you still going to cry? Yeah, well, you can go to the bathroom, clean your face, and you ready, come back. Because <laughs> right. holding back tears makes your headache come on faster. Just let me be ugly <laughs> for a moment, and we're going to be okay. Like, you can go express yourself over there. And, they, and they, sometimes you keep like, okay, and they will go over there and cry and clean their face. I'm good, man. I'm like, are you sure, honey? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, remember what I was saying? Um, And we're back on in three, two, one. So the thing with children is that sometimes they're not able to articulate the way that they feel or to process the atmosphere that they're in. And I noticed as a teacher that the children who had the most problems either had the most dysfunctional home or they had the most hands-off parents. One mm-hmm. of the um most mi- one of the most mind-blowing moments it wasn't heartbreak that wasn't heartbreaking that i experienced a little girl i was working with um pre-k little girl was telling all of her, her teachers to shut up and she got on my nerves i was like all right i'm gonna go to her mom and tell her what's going on i tell her mom in front of her in the, in the class right because remember if that happened to you as a kid you're like oh dang i'm finna get it mm-hmm. her mom goes don't you say those mean old things with your pretty little mouth and then like like kind of booped her lips with the with her finger and that was it mm-hmm. and I'm like this is why your child mm-hmm. is not gonna have a future because you're not reining her in you're not letting her I mean 
Don't get me wrong. Children have feelings and they need to be validated. We cannot be invalidating the the feelings of children because they become warped adults. However, telling somebody no is an act of love, especially if it's for their own protection. And parents either don't do it enough and those kids are the kids that become bullies or uh, the most problematic children I had they had a highly dysfunctional home. I can't even go into detail. I can't even describe it because then um, it'll be kind of easy to point out. But just know the male figure in their life that was supposed to be caring for them was not. Was not. The um, female figure that was supposed to be caring for them was doing what she could. She was just too old. It was just... It was messy, and so the way that comes out, because I believe, and I've said this before, children aren't bad. They just echo what they what their surroundings are. Yeah. When a lot of these mean girls, a lot of these bullies, they feel small about themselves because they can't articulate, hey, my dad doesn't love me, and my mom isn't home. I think right. they're starting to do that now. I notice in media with quote unquote mean girl, mean children, where they always have those backstories. They take them so long to like let that shit out. You let me you tell me. Nickelodeon. Well, hey Arnold, Helga. Mm. Helga Pataki is like an infamous mean girl. But when I was rewatching it as an adult, I was looking at her family situation and I was like, oh. Trash. Yes, because I don't remember it. That her much. mom was an alcoholic. Her mom was an alcoholic, but you know they had to kind of mask it. She was drinking. Smoothies she had a smoothies lot. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what mom called. Yeah. <laughs> a smoothie. And her dad was like a narcissistic asshole that who worshipped her the ground older daughter. The, that their her older sister Olga walked on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there was really no place for Helga. And, like, I was just, like, watching it. I'm like, damn. And remember? I see why she turned out the way she did. Damn, and remember? We watched that show. Yeah, that was the reason why she loved Arnold. Arnold mm-hmm. was the first person to show her kindness. Yep. And that's why she had a crush on Arnold the way she did. So then when I see, like, the aged-up fan art of them as, like, a happy couple, I'm kind of like, okay. Oh. I yeah. know because like <laughs> Helga deserves to be happy. She didn't. She didn't deserve that life. And I used to no. get so mad. And then remember, I remember um, the spelling bee episode mm-hmm. where the, it was the only award Olga didn't win, and it's because she forgot the L in the word qualm. And mm-hmm. her dad told that story so many times that Helga was literally mouthing with him verbatim. I remember that. And she went up against Arnold and she had finally had a chance to surpass Olga and the word was qualm and she misspelled it and I think and Arnold won. Yeah. And she did it purposely. She did she did it on purpose. She said like she was like Q U A L X. So like she knew she was spelling it wrong. Yeah. But um I don't remember. You got that L, though. You got that L, girl. <laughs> I, but in that moment, she had the choice to either make her father happy, who was going to ignore her, like, in a week, 
Or make um, the only person who's ever been kind to her happy. And yeah, I don't like yes. it when a woman takes an L for a man or right. a girl takes an L for a boy, but either way it went, it wasn't going to be for her. It should be Arnold because yeah. Arnold was a sweetheart. Well, and she wasn't is, even she in a spelling anyway. bee for herself. Right. She oh, was, yeah, yeah. She was in it to do what Olga couldn't. It was mm-hmm. never about her. Then again, yeah. she wouldn't win anyway. If you won, you get your daddy's attention for so long yep. and you're back at square one. Right. So it's not like you're really going to win anything in the long yeah. So even though she even though she lost in the way she won because she was able to take care of that. But yeah. She controlled that situation, which I do like. She decided mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. Oh, I, but I, like, I like that whole interpretation of a mean girl because, you know, it's, I mean, Helga is still likable, but it kind of rationalizes it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, but mm-hmm. you still kind of multifaceted. I'm like, did anybody watch Riverdale? No, I didn't. I started to and I fell off. I forgot that girl name was. I forgot. Was Veronica? No. no. No, the um redhead. Yes. Oh, I forget her name. I'm about I heard to she was me, but I don't know. She was I think nasty. it was Cherry Blossom. Yeah, it was something stupid like that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> she was as nasty me. Even though her family was kind of fucked up and she know they were fucked up, she was like set in her ways of just being a bitch. Cher- mm. Cheryl Blossom. So it was Cherry Cheryl, Blossom. So it wasn't Cherry Blossom. <laughs> it, was, it was Cherry Blossom. It was close enough. Yeah, she was just foul. But then again, her family was like super messed up. Cause like, but didn't they? Continue? She had cognizance. She had cognizance of how fucked up it was. It was mm-hmm. like you could do better. You just like nah. Yeah, she just chose to stay toxic. But sometimes people they live in that role for so long mm-hmm. that like they don't know how to adapt to it there, uh, there's actually a member of my family and i'm not gonna go divulge how we're related anything like that but a major traumatic life event happened that rocked the whole family it was a major life event that affected the entire family and as opposed to being with the family they chose to become a victim they chose to make it mm-hmm. So that, um, to make it seem like everybody had kicked them out of the family. And that's not what happened. It just wasn't what happened. Mm-hmm. But that's what that person wants everyone to believe. They, they that's want that story they want to span. Right. And so nobody really talks to this family member anymore. And as I listened to this, because, you know, in family, especially when major traumatic life events happen, all the tea gets spilled. And I found out basically as long as people have been aware of this person's lifespan, they've constantly been through things or chosen the avenue where they could retain pity. Now, this person isn't pitiful. They are strong. This is a strong person but they always took the road where someone could say oh that poor so-and-so look at their strength and i told and it got to the point i had to tell other family members like look 
this is the road that this person wants to take. You can't change. Some people, they're just so accustomed to being in that role that no matter what you do, they can't leave it. Mm. Because they're scared to know who they are outside of that trauma, outside of that pain. So we just got to leave that person where they are. And it ain't nothing we could do. That's why you just only give thoughts and prayers. Yep. Pretty much. Oh. No kiss. Right. Before we move on to tough girl trope, I did say I was going to say that, um, talk about my personal encounter with a mean girl. So, um, I mentioned before, I've been in daycare until I was in daycare until I was 13. Well, third grade, there were two girls. And I'm not going to say one the name of one girl, cause the, uh, but I will say the name of the other girl. Her, na- um, her name was Judy. And she was so mean to me. She and the other girl, they used to tag team bully me for no reason. No reason! I literally, and I used to be like this real, I'm a, I'm a marshmallow, guys. Like, I'm a hard, crusty, sh- like, shell, and then I'm just soft. And sweet and mushy on the inside, and you you need to you need to explain that you are a roasted marshmallow, not no stale ass. Yeah, I'm a roasted marshmallow. <laughs> I've been through the fire, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a roasted marshmallow. Like I'm all crusty and hard on the outside, and then I'm all soft and sweet and gooey on the inside. And so, like me, this was before I got went through the fire. So I'm just like, hey guys, let's be friends. Let's all be friends. Why aren't we friends? Why are you so mean to me? And um, eventually, uh, the whatever happened, I think these girls stopped coming to the daycare for whatever reason. One girl, I was uh, 19 years old, 18 years old. She saw me at a local community college, and she was so embarrassed. And it turns out we had a mutual friend, and she, the mutual friend came up to me, because I saw the girl, and the mutual friend came up to me, she said, hey, my friend, Sarah, I'm just throwing out a name, she wants to come over and say hi to you, but she said that you all have a really messed up past, that she used to be mean to me, mean to you, she was horrible, and she deeply regrets it, and she wants to know before she could come over here and ask for your forgiveness. She wants to know if it's okay for her to approach you. Oh, Yeah. So, of course, I was just like, yeah. You so marshmallow ass. You said yes. I did say yes! <laughs> I was like, no. See, that's me! But it was literally ten I... years later. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, it was literally, it was, it was when I was in third grade, I was eight years old, we were, and she was a year older than me, and now I'm 18. Why? Why? Because now, especially, I'm not in. I'm not in contact with that girl. We yeah, talked for so about nice. the rest of the afternoon. We saw each that's other so in nice. passing, but it's cool. That's so nice. That was know. what I named I'm her. I married Sarah. my petty. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the situation. I married my petty. <laughs> well, that was one girl. The other girl, Judy. She is better known as Judy J from the Bad Girls Club. Damn. Yes. So if anyone ever has questions about, hey, that's a reality TV show. They can't be that awful in person, can they? Yes, Judy J is, what you see on TV 
is who she is because that's what I experienced growing up. Um, she, this was before she got into the whole Creole, got the voodoo for you, blah, 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 which makes me, yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh, because I'm Creole too, and I'm just like, why, you, why, why? But anyway. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, I look uh, at y'all Creoles, and I'm just regular African American Southern niggas. That's <laughs> <laughs> on my dad's side. I learned it's on my do- dad's side too. I haven't learned oh, Okay. No, we haven't learned. We don't practice voodoo. We're Christian. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I have I have respect for other religions. I just don't practice them. Obviously, my um my grandmother, the one that just passed, she used to, like throw shade at my mom all the time because of my father's mom. She's like, y'all know, uh, she from Louisiana. She probably doing that voodoo stuff. So you need to go ahead and pray like that out. Grandma. Pray that out. <laughs> that sounds like a grandma. Yes, and I was just like, when my mom was telling me, she was like, yeah, grandma used to always say your other grandma used to do voodoo. <laughs> I could see that shit in the Thanksgiving t- table. She like, don't get them rolls from her. You know she be doing that voodoo. You know that voodoo. Right. <laughs> right there she go, right. burning that sage. You know that's that right. voodoo. <laughs> she didn't do that today. Really. <laughs> I love grandma. They be so fucking funny. Yeah. Grandmas and aunties, boy. They they uh, something else. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till I get to that level of auntieism. Just giving you wise cracking wisdom. Oh with, my god. Some people be like <laughs> making jokes about, oh, you acting like an auntie. But I am. I'm an uh-huh. auntie now, so yeah. what do y'all mean? I can't have a young auntie. It's to the right. point where I'm doing hot girl shit. I'm like, oh, somebody gonna get their auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all, yeah, we're all aunties. Yay. Yeah, we're all aunties. I just, I don't I see, play. I don't see my nibblings that often, unfortunately. So, yo, nibblings. So, the technical, so you know how like a brother and sister, they're siblings? If it's a niece mm-hmm. and a nephew, a niece and a nephew, they're nibblings. Oh, that's cute. I know, isn't it? I, like I love that, that word. That's I added it to cute. my vocabulary. <laughs> I'm going to add it to my Y'all can have that. <laughs> I ain't about to call them my little nibblings. They're my babies. They nibble, boo. <laughs> I got a nugget and I got a baby cake. Hey, nugget. Oh, I miss my kids. God damn it. This damn yeah, quarantine. <laughs> all the aunties going to start crying like, I miss my baby. Right. Well, well, see, at least you all got to really bond with yours. I don't really get to bond with mine that often. So, like, I I was trying to get to the habit of, like, FaceTiming them. And they, oh, oh, they're so cute. I love them. They were in my <laughs> wedding. They were the uh, oh, ring bearer the and flower girl, the twins. Oh. Yeah, the, the, those are my god kids. Those are my those are my niece and nephew. Oh, they're, they're my god kids too. <laughs> I'm their god mommy. Ooh. and their auntie. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought she's saying. I thought Brittany's saying that she's their god mama too. I'm like, god damn. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hey. my, my nephew. Like god mama is his auntie. So. It's- I don't oh, think I'm their godmama, but you know, me and my mommy are, you know, like, you know, if something happens, we, t- this, this right. mom, those are mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who the godmama, them my kids. <laughs> Bring them kids here. <laughs> Lucky me. 
anytime I see other people talking about how cute my nephew is, like, that's my son. I'm like, who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> 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 mama, like, why are these people all on our baby? She's like, don't worry, Nikki. You know that's mm, mommy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a possessive auntie. I need help. <laughs> no, I'm okay no, with that. Because um, I'm okay with that. Because I don't believe everybody needs to be kissing on babies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Put the baby down. Put them mm-hmm. down. <laughs> That used to drive me crazy. And what's funny is, I guess I get it from my dad. Because my mom, she really wasn't like that. I mean, she wouldn't give me to strangers, obviously. But, like, my dad wouldn't even let his mom hold me when I was oh, born. Damn. <laughs> damn. That is fierce. My dad that is, is a very fierce. <laughs> my, my dad, that's a good word to describe my dad, fierce. Like, he's mild-mannered, but that when that man has a hard line, there's a hard line. <laughs> but obviously he outgrew that because I mean your mama held you man like right, right, exactly. <laughs> if I was his mama I'd be offended excuse you boy she, that is my child your child is my child <laughs> she probably was but um yeah, like, no, my so mama couldn't tell my grandma nothing she would snatch me up cool. in a heartbeat my mama yes. like well hi mom and she's like hey <laughs> I'm here with Same my mama. She'd be like, your baby's staying at my house tonight. And my mom be like, okay. <laughs> she would just drive home. Because like, sometimes my mom worked really late. And so she would come and try to pick us up for my grandma. She'd be like, mm-mm, they sleep. They took a bath. They sleep now. You go ahead and go home. <laughs> but you know what? That was probably for your mama peace of mind, too. So I ain't mad. Yeah. I'm sure she wasn't, like, <laughs> upset. <laughs> Ooh, but mamas and aunties aside, let's move on to these favorite characters. We we do have one more trope, you guys. The tough girl trope. We can talk about this shit while we talk about our favorite characters and or dis-a-motherfucking appointment. Disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, those who just could have been better, but they just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Tough girl trope. Who want to start with their favorite character? Your favorite tough girl trope. Let oh, me I got one. Are, or just okay, favorites in general, and we can categorize okay. them. My favorite tough. Well, I, I don't want to call her a trope because she was a little more, um, you know, she was more than just a trope. But I was gonna say tough. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, she totally I, is a tough girl. She, she, she is. is. She's like a like buttercup to me. That's what she reminds me the most. But and she wore green. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, she wore green. She's a blind buttercup. Yes, but mixed I just with like John that. Cena. but not really because i saw that shit i'm like the thing is you can't see john cena that bitch can't see it's not the same (laughs) right well i mean she can't see him (laughs) (laughs) i guess (laughs) she's like you're not kidding twinkle toes Uh." (laughs) oh my god i remember cora when they did a flashback and she Still call it egg twinkle toes and like eggs like can you please stop calling me that shit? Just like nah, I mean. right, it is who he is. <laughs> I love Tom, but I just Matt got mad that she became the hoe of the group in Coral. Like what? Oh, she wasn't the hoe. She had two baby daddies, and yeah. she didn't know who they was. That's the hoe of the group. <laughs> I'm mad that she you didn't know, know who they was. But Her I mean, but. And gray, and they still got daddy issues because they don't know who their daddy is. And Top's like, "Bitch, get over it. I'm blind. Like, I'm over it." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, you look just like your dad." <laughs> I know she said that to them when they was growing up. <laughs> I want to kick my mama's ass. 
like, bitch, I couldn't see. I didn't know who your dad was. Like, what was, she, what was Top doing? Was she in an orgy or whatever? She's like, girl, I don't even know. She had one good night. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I identified Aang by his feet. You don't know who that man was? Girl, no. <laughs> That's my only issue. It's like they shat on all these characters. Like, we have these characters. We grew up with them. We love them. And then, as adults, they just trash. What? Mm-hmm. But that's real life, right? You should be like, oh, nigga, so much potential. And they grow up, be like, oh. Right? Because Harry Potter was a trash-ass daddy, too. And I'm like, nigga, your kids got complex. Harry, he was rooting for you. <laughs> I haven't even read that. I uh, that fan fiction, you could live without it. <laughs> I know, that's why I was like, I can live without it. Yeah, I know JK endorsed it, but... Uh. That was fan and fiction. Then, and, and then, like, not I gonna have lie. This- not gonna lie, I thought Harry Potter's son and um, Malfoy's son. I thought they was bumping bussies because I'm like, this is too nice. Yeah, I heard that they. I heard that it, it does have that energy. I mean, not to say that every male friendship is homoerotic, but they was just like really, really close, and I'm like, mm? Mm? we doing this? Mm? 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 Y'all, 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 y'all finna kiss them all. I still no. cannot forgive Harry or J.K. Rowling then, for naming then, Harry's son after a Nazi. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, Severus no, Snape, the Death rest. Notes were magic. The Death, oh, I'm sorry, Death Notes. Ha 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 ha. Wrong universe. The Death Eaters were magic Nazis. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, uh, that, yeah, I did hear that. And, and Snape the only reason he was bitchy at Lily because Lily wasn't going to ride his dick. Mm-hmm. he's like then again james was an asshole so i'm like lily what is your choices you got this creep and you got that one but he grew out of it girl i'm like if you say so yeah. <laughs> they don't really show they show james being a jerkwad they don't show um him developing i think right. there's at one point i think he at one point he did defend lily from severus from snape but I don't know. I don't remember when that happened. But yeah, he apparently grew out of it. Because like everybody who talks about adult James is like, oh, he was so great. Lily and James were so great. Oh. But we're, we we veered off of uh, yeah, Tough did. Girls. We did. Okay. Yes. Or, just fa- or just favorite characters in general. We can categorize them all. There's okay. Spinelli. I mean... Because tough girls are so self-explanatory. <laughs> they are. I mean, we talked about Buttercup. I just mentioned Spinelli from Recess. Yeah. Um, yo, that episode when they found out her first name was Ashley and they tried to make her an Ashley. Oh. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't oh, either. Yeah. That sounds fucking funny. It's in the, it like, the first. It's familiar, like, though. It's literally like the third or fourth episode of Recess because I was cooking and I cook. I like to have shows on in the background and I didn't want something I was going to be heavily invested in. So I put on Recess. So I just saw that episode last month. Um, basically, what happened was Miss um, Finster told Randall that he wasn't coming up with enough dirt on the students and so he needed to come up with something or else she was going to replace him. And so he was going through the kids' files and found out Spinelli's first name was Ashley. So I forget how he leaked the information, but when the Ashleys found out, they tried to turn her into an Ashley, put her in a dress, like like girly clothes and all that stuff. And she was so miserable. So what happened was TJ and the rest of their friends 
they had went to the one shady kid who makes counterfeit stuff, and they have and he had made a bunch of counterfeit like um library cards for all the students, and they were like, "Oh, our name is Ashley, so we can join the Ashley group too." To basically force the Ashleys to kick Spinelli out so that all of them would leave, and it would just be the original four Ashleys who were just like, "Ooh, scandalous." I think that would have been an interesting show when you have like the Ashleys and Spinelli. <laughs> like we all cute, bitch. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> nah, she was kind of balanced. Oh, um, so t- give me another favorite character. You know what? Cersei Lannister was that bitch. I couldn't stand her, but she was that bitch though. Would I call that tough girl? I don't know. She's very conniving. Um, let's see. Cersei Lannister. Um. Maleficent before Disney twisted her. That made me mad because Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty, if you remember, the only reason she cursed Aurora was because the king was rude and didn't invite her to the christening. Because in the 14th century, when the king and queen had a baby, the entire country was supposed Mm -hmm. to be invited to the christening of the baby. And they invited everybody except for Maleficent. So she rolled up in there and was like, Hey y'all! I see y'all lost my my, uh, my invite got lost in the mail. I know, I know you invited me. I know you went tripping. We good, we good. I'm here now. What's good? <laughs> and they were like, "No, nah, Maleficent, we don't want you. You got to go." And she was like, <laughs> "Y'all tripping? I know. No, my invite got lost." And they're like, "No, you got to go for real." Oh, okay then. Your baby gonna die at sixteen. <laughs> you know that interpretation of Maleficent is far more interesting than the actual Disney movie. <laughs> Let's be frank; she is flat as fuck with yeah, the Angelina version. As in, like the um, like the original. That's I mean, it's a flat ass movie. It's a, you know a classical black mm-hmm. and white fairy tale. I thought 2014 was cold. Because she knew why she was cursing that baby. It's not out of petty because you didn't invite me. It's because, nigga, you got a crown because you chopped my fucking wings off. And I thought your ass loved me. Okay, I'm going to fuck up everything. He see her like, God damn, my crazy ex-girlfriend just came up in this castle. She's like, hey. Oh, am Oh. Yeah, like, you look back. He like, bitch, don't go crazy. <laughs> I've been crazy. You just getting here. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's cute because the fairies in the original put true love kiss as a loophole. And she looked at him. You know how you could break your daughter's spell? True love kiss, nigga. You know that shit that ain't real. Ha! <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah, then she became... Crazy. Not my crazy ass girlfriend. How dare you? But the fact that she had him begging for her mercy, that shit was funny. I was like, okay, she ain't, bitch. You don't give a fuck. I see you. I mean, like, I like it when you're begging. Do it again. I was <laughs> 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 <I'm> like, ooh. <laughs> okay, petty bitch. You know who's a great tough girl character who I'm absolutely loving her development? Harley. Quinn. I love that show. I'm starting season two already. Season two is out. I gotta watch it. Gotta oh gosh, it is so funny. I was, I know it's an adult show, but at the same time, I wasn't expecting the, the opening. And like the first 30 seconds, they dropped the F-bomb like five times. Oh wow. It's That's like, why I like it. 
Oh, it was so good. Oh, gosh, remember the, the, the giant joke? The joke about the giant from the Queen of Fables book? I don't recall, but keep on going. But the Queen oh, of no. Fables is a hot-ass mess. She is! Ah, <laughs> oh, I love her. Oh, and that also brings in um Poison Ivy. Okay, let me back up. I love Harley Quinn because um she's evolved over time to from being more than just a foil and romantic interest to the Joker to actually being her own person. She actually beat the Joker up in Arkham and told him that if he ever tried to find her again, she would kill him. And that's like, that's canon. That's in the comic books because they actually have a daughter together named Lucy. She got pregnant, because Harley got pregnant, ran away, gave birth to her kid, and like the Joker never missed her. She gave her kid to her sister to take care of, came back to the Joker, and Joker was just acting like nothing happened. This was revealed in the um, Injustice comics that came out when um, Injustice Gods Among Us came out. So she's literally out living her best baddie life however she wants. And I'm glad that the franchise is having a good time promoting her like that. And it's funny because the mouth-breathing ner- neckbeards are, like, super mad. Because this guy w- wanted to tell me at my, um, because I just transferred jobs. So at my last location, he was like, well, the Birds of Prey movie felt like it was man-bashing. Well, yeah, because you're weak. Right. If if it don't apply, let it fly. Well, why should I? You know, well, why should I try and help out women if all if they say all men are trash? I mean, they he, didn't. They were specifically talking about specific men in those scenarios. But yo, oh that hit dogs hollow. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That man was sitting there in that break room going, <laughs> and I was, I was still whopping him too. Just like, yeah, go ahead and holla, B. Let me stop. <laughs> That's why I appreciate the TV series and Birds of Prey because if you don't follow the comics or shit like that, you're going to see Harley Quinn as that pretty much stepping stool side piece of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I like she when, she actually, when you actually have her by herself, you're like separating, dissecting her from Joker. And I'm like, okay, now you get to be a fun boss at this. Well, I can't mm-hmm. wait to watch it because I always felt like Harley Quinn had more potential than what the movies were showing of her and even the animators mm-hmm. yeah so I was very um, excited to see Birds of Prey but I just didn't get to it so yeah I have to, I have to get to it but what they're doing now and how they've handled it in her comic books she's grown a lot I thought sweetie I thought sweetie <laughs> alright so we just dived into insert strong female characters we talked about different tropes and um yeah uh thank you so much for listening you guys and we'll see you next time bye bye bye